I really enjoyed that line. I, I was listening to it and I thought that was so, so cool. It just felt so right when he was doing that. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of these vocal analysis series. My name is Ivan and on this series, we're aiming to break down some of these amazing live performances and I'll share some of the things that I've learned or some of the things that I've been reminded of for you, the listener, because let's face it, Learning how to sing can feel confusing. It can feel challenging. And so on this show, I want to guide you and make it as simple and as easy as possible. So if that is up your lane, hit that subscribe button, follow the show from wherever you're joining from so you can get access to an episode every single Friday. And on top of that, if you want to improve your voice faster, if you want something systematic so you can finally sing the songs that you want to sing, check out the links in the description. I've got my own self-study course and also some ways to work with me privately down there too. So who are we studying today? I'll give you all a bit of a hint. So he is an actor and a singer based in Thailand. And he's been active since 2013. And I believe he's released, you know, some singles and some albums and took a bit of a hiatus. Uh, But in the past couple of years, he's become active once more. And I actually came across him through studying another performance. I was actually studying a performance by J.J. Lin. And this singer actually did a cover. And you know how YouTube works, you know? And then I came across this performance and I thought I had to really, really break him down. Now, I want to introduce you all to Jeff Sato. And I wanted to study him because he's got a very beautiful voice. And so I wanted to share some things I've learned from some of his performances and break it down also into some exercises, some ideas for you to apply into your own singing. So I ended up deciding to study Why Don't You Stay. It's actually one of his more recent songs. And I know there is a Thai and there's an English cover. I have chosen to do the Thai version today. You might hear me kind of making words up on the spot because I don't speak Thai, simply because this was more of a live version. I couldn't quite find the equivalent uh, for the English version. If you guys do know of an English version live, drop into the comments below and I'd love to check that out as well. So let's dive right into the song, which start off with a verse one. Let's see what's happening here. Cool. So right before we go into the pre-chorus, let's let's talk about this verse. So first of all, really, really beautiful melody. You know, you've got this beautiful piano and you've got his vocals. Uh, it's a quite a simple arrangement. One of the things I really loved and was reminded of when I was listening to this part is there's actually more colors and more nuances than you think, especially for some of you who are learning how to sing at the moment. Sometimes you might listen to your recording and you go, wow, you know, it sounds a bit dull or it sounds flat or it sounds dry, it sounds boring. And the reason why is in some of the music that you're listening to, especially with some of the vocals, there's more nuances and details uh, and more expression than you think, even though it might not be like a crazy epic part, it's not singing crazy high notes, which this verse isn't, right? There's not a whole lot of high notes, but there's a lot of details. So I'll give you an example of this and also some ideas on how to practice this. So for example, if we even just go early into the verse. (laughs) 
even there, notice how he's kind of phrasing and styling, especially the ending. Na, 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 na. Even when he goes to the ending of the phrasing, it's so soft and a bit breathy, actually. And that just adds so much more color than going, na, 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 which is quite similar. Those little details, you know, really, really matter. Now, he also does this at the beginning of his phrasing. So if you check out this line. It's like even that phrasing at the beginning, it's super soft and intimate as well. And so these are these little details you can add to your own singing. Now, how I would encourage you to explore this is maybe when you're singing through some of your phrasing, even as a bare minimum, explore how you can change and make the beginning and the ending of your phrasing more interesting. Maybe go a bit breathier. If you're doing like a simple song like this, sing the front part a bit breathy. Finish it off with a bit of breath as well. Now, you want to make sure you don't overdo it because if you do it every single time, it can sound repetitive. But these are some of the nuances and details that you can do to make your voice sound less dry and less boring. So then let's move over to the pre-chorus, which starts right after this. So that is the pre-chorus. Now, you might notice, especially if you're comparing it to the verse, there's a bit of a build-up in energy. Now, this, this is really important because usually the pre-chorus is to build up into a slightly more epic kind of chorus. Now, one of the things I really loved about this is if you check out the first line, there's this really, really beautiful thing happening. See if you can hear it. Right on that first line. Let's sing again. When he's doing that, what's actually happening here is he's switching from a fuller kind of quality. And when he goes up to the top note, there's a bit of a switch into his falsetto. And it's a really cool detail because what's happening here is this song is still quite intimate. It's still quite vulnerable. And those little moments where you switch to your falsetto and it goes a bit disconnected, it's a bit breathy, it adds a really cool sentimental feel to it. So for some of you who aren't familiar with your falsetto or familiar with this kind of switching, you can actually explore this through a bit of a yodel. And you can kind of just go on an octave. That little bit of a flipping and intentionally going to that breathier, that falsetto quality, because it can add that sentimental feel. This is something you can play around and explore and see if you can find that control, because then that's going to be really important when you jump into your song. Now, another really cool part that I loved in this song is this particular line. Now, what is actually happening here? So when you first listen to it, you will think, oh, you know, he's just kind of singing the notes, but there's actually a little detail here that's really cool. And I've noticed this happening in a lot of contemporary singers. They do a lot of kind of mini pitch bends, not very obvious, but little pitch bends that can make it sound more contemporary. So what's actually happening here is the note is an E4, but instead of going da 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 da, we're going straight for the note, there's actually a bit of 
So you notice how there's a bit of that slide at the beginning. This is a little cool detail you can actually add to your song. Now, once again, with these details, don't overdo the pitch bend. Don't, you know, add it on every single phrase because it can sound a bit fatiguing to your ear. But this is something you can actually start practicing. A little easy thing is just choose a note and do a little slide to it. Just a little pitch bend and just practice and see if you can make it until it's kind of tasteful to you. You don't want to be bending like, you know, across a whole octave and you don't want to be doing a like such a slow pitch bend, but you can just experiment with a tiny bit of it as an effect to your singing. Okay, so now let's dive right into the chorus and let's have a listen where, you know, all this energy that's being built up, uh, even though it's a very, very simple arrangement, how does this get released? Let's check it out. So let's break down this chorus because there's a lot of things going on. And, you know, of course, Jeff is a phenomenal singer. Uh, let's really talk about some of the main kind of observations. So the first one is there's a lot more kind of switching in and out of falsetto and full voice. For example, even this first part. <laughs> And so you really want to be playing around with the yodel technique that I did earlier, which means get familiar with your falsettos. But then once you can do that, right, once you can find and access your falsetto, once you can find a strong kind of rich full voice, you want to practice staying in those coordinations because that's what he's doing here. And one thing you can actually do is just use this line as a bit of a practice. Just practice, you know, going in and out of it and staying in your falsetto or staying in your full voice, getting very comfortable with that switch. Now, one thing I was really, really mindful of is I noticed throughout the song and even in some of the other performances as well, when Jeff goes into his falsetto, there's usually quite a bit of like a scratchy kind of quality to it uh, and a lot of breathiness that leaks through. Now, I don't know if this is stylistic or if this is something that is intentional at the moment, but one of the things that we try to do when it comes to learning how to sing especially when we go to like a, a falsetto or like, you know, I kind of call it a bit of a tiny voice as well. You want to be able to make those sounds with less breath as well. Because when you're releasing so much breath and so much air, sometimes that can fatigue and actually dry out your vocal folds more. And so a little, little exercise you want to make sure you can do is even, you know, this is actually something I share in my course, The Fundamentals of Singing, but being able to go... able to go down in your tiny voice or your falsetto in a way that's not like leaking so much air you want to be able to build that control or the ability to resist as much of that air as possible so it's not leaky because that one's gonna be less fatiguing to sing but from a stylistic lens totally get it if you want to keep it breathy but from a technical lens you want to make sure you can also get it not breathy as well and by the way before we jump into that epic kind of final line where it goes really really high uh, there's just this part I found really, really funny. Check out the pianist's face over here. 
my man is in love. Like, check out his face. He's almost like fallen head over heel for Jeff. And, you know, I get it. You know, good looking fella and also super, super awesome voice. I totally get that. But I just found that really, really funny. So, all right, let's jump over to the final part of this chorus where he goes a bit higher. Let's see what's happening here. Why don't you stay? Crazy high part actually here. Um, and he's able to sustain there as well. So what's actually happening here? Let's talk a bit about this. So when he's going to those notes, is I've actually talked about this in a previous episode, the one with JJ Lynn. And he's staying in a bit of his upper resonance. So there's a bit more like a shifter kind of quality, even from that first note. Now, an easy way that I've shared before is if I go, ah, uh, if you go from an R to an U vowel, and if you go to a certain part of your range, that all that is naturally going to find a softer, maybe smoother kind of quality. If you can find this quality from an R to all, then all of a sudden, all you need to do to really build your voice there is you want to walk up to the required note. So for example, if that top note is an A4, you want to start walking from below that. And so that top note is the A4. So before you even try the song, I would definitely see if you can get it on an R to an U vowel first, just to see if you can find that in that upper resonance. Now, a key thing to note is as much as I'm sharing these, you know, little exercises, these tips, you know, going from an R to an U or finding these kind of falsetto switch, really what's happening with Jeff and the reason why he can sing so well and hit some of these high notes is he's really built strong fundamentals. You know, how do you use your breath? How do you make sure your breath flow is consistent? And in fact, he's actually phenomenal at this. These are the things that are really underpinning his voice. And so if you're not really familiar with these things, these little tricks that I'm sharing can help, but I'd very, very highly recommend you study the fundamentals and get them down into your pocket. And in fact, if this is something you're looking to pursue, if you want to use your voice and be able to hit some of the notes that you want, be able to sing and actually sound really, really awesome, check out the link below. I've actually created a course called The Fundamentals of Singing. And this is where I show you step-by-step -step on how to develop your voice in a way that is sustainable. And how do you understand some of these timeless principles when it comes to singing? And so if this is something that you're more interested in, check out the link in the description. Now in verse two, there wasn't really too much going on. So I'm gonna jump straight into the pre-chorus, the second pre-chorus, and see what's happening here. Okay, so this is the second pre-chorus. Now there is a bit more pickup and energy. Now one of the things I really enjoyed and one of the things I picked up is check out how he starts this pre-chorus. So if he goes. When he goes to that part, you notice this melody has actually been repeated before. Uh, but this time the key difference is he's going there in a fuller voice. Now, for example, if I was to compare back to the one before, versus what we're doing just now, so 
So the big difference here is he's obviously not doing the same thing. The first verse was going into more like a falsetto quality. The second time he's going that into a full voice. Now, the reason I really wanted to highlight this is for a lot of singers, especially when you're first starting off, you will think, hey, you know, um, falsetto, you know, my regular voice, you might call it your chest voice, you might call it your full voice. Okay, so my full voice is gonna be here in terms of notes. And then when I go higher, I need to go into falsetto. And that is not necessarily true. In fact, pretty much any note you can hit in a falsetto or like even like a tiny voice, you can pretty much hit that in a fuller voice with training. A lot of times when you can't hit those notes in a full voice, but you can only hit it in a falsetto, it doesn't mean you know that note is out of your range. It just means you've lacked the training. And I think this line in particular is such a great way to remind us that with the right training, any note you can kind of hit in that falsetto, you can hit in a fuller quality. Now, how can you start to experience this already? One thing you can easily try is even on a note that's quite comfortable in your range, not crazy high, not crazy low, see if you can hit them both in a falsetto and then a full voice. Even on that note, the B3 for me, I was able to hit them in multiple different qualities. And so what you want to then do is whether it be going down or going up, you then want to start stretching that ability to go in and out of falsetto or full voice on the same note. For example, So even on the same note, you want to start building this ability. Hey, I don't actually always have to hit this in either falsetto or full voice. That's going to give you so much more options as a singer which in this case, it's allowed us to hear this kind of build up in energy. The first pre-chorus where it was quite simple, not a lot of things going on, he was hitting it in more like a falsetto, it's nice and intimate. But then now that the energy, the accompaniment has picked up a bit more, his voice is now actually gonna match that as well. So let's check out the final chorus of this song and let's see how this song wraps up as well. So if we go to... Now, beautiful ending, beautiful final chorus and beautiful ending. So let's talk about what's happening in this chorus. Now, a lot of it is actually quite similar to the first chorus, maybe a bit more energy, maybe a bit more kind of like, you know, a fullness in the sound. But one part that really stuck out as different is if you go right around here, where it hits that climax.
I really enjoyed that line. I, I was listening to it and I thought that was so, so cool. And that added just, it just felt so right when he was doing that. So I wanted to break that part down because there's a lot of cool things that we can learn. Borrowing some of the concepts from that first chorus, a lot of it is going to be in that kind of upper kind of resonance. And so the art all is going to be really, really helpful. But notice how he's sustaining a lot, lot more here. And so for some of you who are having trouble with this part, you want to start practicing holding out those notes in that coordination. For example, even if you come back here, just start holding out those notes because that's going to start building the strength for your voice to stay there versus just going, just tapping and going. So practice that, you know, as you're going up and down your range, just practice holding out those notes as long as you can, as long as you're keeping that right coordination. Now, the part that I really loved afterwards is it's almost like a bit of an ad lib or a bit of something that is adding as a bit of extra flavor. So let's talk about this line. What exactly is happening here? Now, um, there are a couple of things that, you know, we can build off the previous, uh, some of the tips we've talked about before. How he gets to that first note, which is an A4 and then how he sustains it. So you definitely want to find those notes first. Getting to the A4 is probably going to be the most important part. But once you can get them, after what happens is there's a lot more of the detailing. And I think a lot of that comes from the little runs that he does. For example, when he goes here. When he gets to that A, there's a little run that sounds a bit like this. And I'll slow down. There's a little run that happens there. That's going to be a really, really important detail to get. And so how you can practice this is maybe you can kind of replay this clip. We can figure it out on the piano. See if you can copy what I'm doing here. And I'm actually doing it in the octave below just so I can really get that detail in. And then also after this part, I think closer towards the end. There's also this second part in the run. And I had to slow it down because I was actually a bit confused about what was happening here too. Check it out. It's kind of going. Whoa. It's, it's very, very fast. And so if you're working on this, you know, I definitely wouldn't be trying to hit the right octave and hit the same notes as well. I definitely would be doing this in the octave below. So you can get very, very familiar with this run. And this is actually a run that's used a lot in a lot of different types of music. And so this is a really cool detailing that Jeff has added to the song. It gives it a bit more of that kind of contemporary kind of feel. And it also just adds a bit of flavor to his singing. And so play around with this. Maybe the first one, which I think is going to be a bit simpler, or maybe this other one, but I definitely recommend doing them in the octave below for now. And so this brings us to a wrap. There's a lot of details in this song, and I definitely couldn't cover them all in the context of this video. But I tried to take out as many of my best bits, as many of the lessons that I've taken, and distilled it in a way. Hopefully you've been taking notes. I would love to encourage you to actually apply this to your singing. Find a way to incorporate it into your routine. And if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling confused with your voice, just remember, you don't have to do this on your own. If you're looking for something that's a bit more systematic and you're looking to actually make progress with your voice, check out the links below to some of my self-study courses and also ways to work with me privately. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any other performances that you'd like for me to break down, drop them into the comments below. Take care and I'll see you all for our next episode.